Hey everybody, uh, this is being recorded actually way after uh, today's episode. It was it was in the middle of being edited by the my brother Imperfect. He was doing the editing. Um, things came up, came to the realization that you know the timing in life and everything like that is just making it hard. And so unfortunately, um, as far as I'm aware, this episode is is finished and it's good. Uh, I've listened to most of it, but things seem to keep coming up and and getting in the way. And Brownie's been he's been fantastic about everything. So I don't I didn't want to delay this any further than it's been. If there are any major issues, you know, let me know and I'll make sure to, to you know get that taken care of and everything. But I hope it's still enjoyable that you enjoy. It. I, again, I apologize for the delay. Thank you so much to Brownie for being such a great sport and you know sitting down with me and no issues at all. You know, every time I've updated him, I'm like, hey, this is what's going on. This is what's going on. It's never been a big deal. He's always been super supportive about that. So big thank you to Brownie. Um, thank you to you guys for your patience with me. I know some of the podcasts out there, you know, super polished, always on time. I <laughs> know, and that's definitely not the way we do things around here. Oh no, we we keep it a uh, we keep it homeschool. <laughs> but yeah, thank you so much, guys. It means a lot. I hope you guys really enjoy this one. Without any further ado, let's get to bacon. Hey, everybody. Hi, Hopes here, and I've got a fantastic thing for you today. We're going to be talking to Brownie Bits. He's a fantastic Twitch streamer, a YouTube video content creator. He does Minecraft videos. He does a variety of games all on the same channel, along with a vlog he does. Obviously, that's kind of settled down a little bit. You'll hear a little bit about that later on. But he, he's just all over the place doing all sorts of amazing, fantastic content. He's one of the sweetest creators you're ever going to get to meet. So I hope you guys enjoy. Without any further ado, brownie bits, without any further ado, let's dive into the bakery and get this brownie batch going. So I'll just dive into it and let's start with how did you come up with your name, brownie bits? I always think it's it's fun online to find out the origins because we pick these names that people come to know us by it's always fun to hear that origin story well um it goes back to uh junior high actually oh wow so seventh seventh grade sixth sixth or seventh grade um one of my friends that i had just recently started becoming friends with i had i had a friends group in like elementary and middle school Mm -hmm. and then when i got into junior high uh they we're not in the same interests as I was. So we kind of drifted apart. I mean, we were still friends, but uh, when I started joining this new group, there was, there was another Ryan in the group. And because my last name was Brown, they just started calling me Brownie. Okay. And so that stuck to the point where all through high school, I think there was one teacher that did not call me Brownie. Like that was, I was known as Brownie and the one teacher that did not call me Brownie called me son. Cause that was my dad. <laughs> so it, it went from literally to the point where even like, uh, cause my junior year I broken my finger even like I got, I had to be called to the office for, um, medicine to, to get like this, like high end, like ridiculous medicine given to me by the nurse itself. Cause I was not to be trusted with this thing. Like this is like highly addictive and all that that yeah. type of stuff for pain. So I would be called to the office and it wasn't ever Ryan come to the office. It was Brownie come to the office. I was known in the entire school. I would be called by my friend, my, my siblings, friends, Brownie. So <laughs> that's, that's kind of where that started. And then um, 
when I moved, I still liked the nickname Brownie. And my, my dad was like, well, why don't you give it a chance? I was like, I really like that nickname. You know, I've, I've had it for, you know, five years at this point. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, you know, people actually ended up calling me that anyways, without me asking. But um, when it came to my first gaming experience on the Xbox 360, I made my first gamer tag. And that ended up being Brownie Bits 450. And the name has stuck since. So I've been Brownie or Brownie Bits ever since. That's awesome. So, yeah. I've heard some, <laughs> some long-term some handles, but never from like IRL into <laughs> the gaming. That, that's really cool. Yeah. It's become really an identity for me. So <laughs> I figured why not when I started, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you're liking it that much, it's not something where, you know, it evoked bad memories or something people were making fun of you. Then, like, absolutely embrace it and own it. Mm-hmm. That's really cool. I wonder if, like, any friends ever, like, that you've drifted away from or whatever, like, see the handle online, you know, just happen, absolutely go, I wonder if that's him. <laughs> I do, I have come across some friends, like, streaming wise, where I've popped into a stream or I've popped in somewhere. Mm hmm. And without seeing my profile picture, without hearing my voice, I've like messaged in chat and instantly it's like, no way, is this who I think it is? So that was like really cool. One of one of my actually like really close friends from high school, the CPUs, uh, positive CPU, um, when I first joined their chat and I said, oh my gosh, I'm so excited you're streaming. And she was like, no way, is this, is this brownie? Is this who I think it is? And I was like, yeah, it is like. So it was it was really cool to kind of connect back up with her because it'd been years at that point. And yeah. but yeah, it, several people have actually recognized me by my name. So that uh, that kind of feels good. Absolutely. That is awesome. That is really cool. So uh, obviously you, you've been gaming since at least the 360. How did you get into Minecraft? Um, when I was, oh, it was 2014. I had just broken up with an ex and I was starting to get close with some of my roommates, a couple of which were big gamers and they would game just about every night. And I ended up starting to play any number of games with them. And so I got fairly close with them. Well, there was a couple nights where I would come home and they were playing Minecraft. And I was like, I've never played this game before. I've heard about it, but I've I don't know anything about it. So I'd sit there and watch and they had this old long-term survival world that they had been working on. And eventually they convinced me to go ahead and buy the game on console and play with them. And, and so I did. And kind of the rest is history at that point. Um, yeah. uh, so the, I think I started officially started playing Minecraft in about 2016. So shortly before I started my YouTube channel. That's awesome. You just lived it so much. You decided, you know what? I'm going to take this onto YouTube then from there or... Yeah, basically. Um, I had a uh, so I I enjoyed the um, I enjoyed the uh, the console version, but mm -hmm. I could not take my console to a job all the time. So <laughs> one of one of the jobs I worked in was actually I was a home healthcare aide uh, for a company that was like post school for people with disabilities. Okay. Um, so the, these would be the the special needs classrooms that aged out of the school system. So they would go to this company, which provided a similar to school, but more of an adult program for them. Um, and so what my job was, was to spend time with them during the evenings or during the weekends. And then I had one day a week that I worked from midnight to 8 a.m. when they were asleep. So during that time, I didn't have much else to do. And they said, hey, bring bring a game console. Uh, you can watch TV, you know, that type of stuff, as long as you're 
actively paying attention in case they do need something and you can hear them you they're like don't have the volume up and, and that type of stuff yeah so i i ended up getting it for my tablet i had a little like samsung tablet so i bought the mobile edition and started playing minecraft there while i was you know in the middle of the night when nothing was going on so that actually my first youtube video was actually recorded at that house while i was at work nice. uh, fun funny enough. if you if you go back it's still on my channel if you go back and watch it it's it's very like muted and i'm i'm almost like whispering uh it's kind of funny but that's why because it was recorded in the middle of the night at my job so fun fact <laughs> absolutely and people think like oh I, I i can't do it i don't have a fancy computer and a great audience it's like no just start <laughs> yeah it really is i i had the mobile edition of the game i had a free um screen recorder app and i had my actually i had the same headset that i use to this day that had a a mic plugged into it and plugged into that and i recorded and edited it on my tablet so yeah, it, it just start. It really. That's awesome. That's it's a heck of a, of a start up there. <laughs> and you've gone from so you went from playing on a tablet at your your full time job, whispering into your your built in mic headset, to now you have the gaming channel, the vlogging channel, and you stream, plus multiple worlds for Minecraft, and you play other games. How do you stay on top of everything? I mean, that's that just seems like a lot you've got going on there. I don't know. Right now, it's it's been a little tough uh, just because I, I had quit my previous job in October and uh, the job market is just awful. Mm -hmm. Everybody's claiming that there's all these jobs and then nobody's hiring. And it's just it's very strange. Uh, so I'm currently looking for a job. So I, I spend a lot of my extra time like applying to jobs i've probably applied to 600 in the last couple of months yeah. um but you know it is what it is uh so uh, some of my stuff that i'm doing is put on hold but mm -hmm. it's it's kind of down to a schedule like um my streaming I, I i'm doing like i know monday through friday i'm coming in at 8 a.m eastern time and i'm going to stream for four to six hours roughly and then after that, I, I spend a couple hours, like maybe an hour and a half to two hours where I'm winding down from stream because it takes a lot out of you. And then I move on to whether it be script writing, lore writing, um, or like I was doing tonight, I was just playing in my, my single player world. I do that a lot where I just, I enjoy doing like basic men menial tasks like planting a huge wheat field or just digging down an area to make it flat or working on some of my storage systems that I've been working on. So it's really down to a schedule. Like I know on this day, I want to do maybe work on some vlogging stuff or this day I want to work more on my, my single player world. Um, usually with my stream, my, my viewer server, I'd focus more on the stream itself. So that I know is going to be on stream. Sometimes I'll, I'll jump in when I have some extra free time and, and do some extra work after stream. But most of the time that is, directly on stream that makes sense so it's just a matter of knowing breaking it down and then setting aside that time and making a plan to to work on those things at that time yes and i've actually got uh which has been a really big help is uh, i purchased a rocket book uh, which is a reusable notebook that you actually take a picture of and it sends a pdf file to wherever you want to send it you can email it to yourself or I have it set to my Google Drive. I have like a calendar and I, I set out, okay, stream day, stream day, stream day. Uh, I want to work on this. I want stuff on there too. So when I have something pop up like this, 
I have I, I write that down real quick in my rocket book and I try to check that constantly so and then you know yeah oh so how do you just uh, you you've partnered with quite a few there's obviously ones like uh I think sizzle <laughs> your sizzle popcorn yeah yeah <laughs> that you've uh, been chasing or a big fan of or like with the energy drink how do you decide who you want obviously some products you just you love and so you decide that, yeah yeah I would love to work with you but I know there's some that have reached out to you and then you had to go and research. How do you decide who to work with, who not to work with, and how, how to balance that act of, I support this product, but it's I also feel it's right for me and my community. So most of the products, the, the only one that I've had that I I actually accepted uh, when they reached out was Artesian Builds that I I did not have a lot of experience with. I've actually turned down a few that I either did not know of or knew of, but knew that that wasn't for me and my community already. Basically what I look for is one, the community around that product or that company, is that a positive community? Are they actively, maybe not actively trying to make people's lives better, but are they actively invested in the product? and are actively a positive, just all around positive community. Number two, do I enjoy the product or is this something that I plan on purchasing in the future? So like Sizzle, I tried it and I was blown away by it. So I, I really enjoy the popcorn and that was something that blew me away. And so it was like something like, oh yeah, I could definitely hype this up. So if I enjoy it, then I have no problem saying, hey, you know, try this out, buy this this whatever with uh with gamer advantage i actually have not had that product specifically yet but i had researched to the point where i was like when i buy new blue light glasses this is the brand i'm going to get and it just so happened that they ended up accepting me into their partner partner program so i was pretty hyped about that and then like some of the other things like i'm not partnered with uh sneak energy but i really like the product and they they have a really awesome like program that they uh, they give like loyalty points for mm -hmm. um and so that's that's one way i've used and saying hey well i do drink this and you see me drinking it on stream so this is obviously a product i like and so i have a referral link that actually helps get me points for this loyalty program so while it may not be partner specific hopefully down the line and they they see this well you've already done all of this then this might be a good option to go ahead with. So I just, I like to keep my options open with some of those things like that. Absolutely. I, I feel you do a really good job. I think a lot of times when you have somebody who's even with like the Hermitcraft level or the quote unquote big creators, sometimes they can come off a little bit too pushy or it's that super cheap mobile game that everybody's seen the ads for. It's just like, come on, dude, really? Like you are <laughs> playing this and you just yeah, do a really great yeah. job of, <laughs> coming like with the sneak coming off very genuine like you can tell like you said you're, you're always drinking it it's clearly something you truly love and use a lot and so i just i think it's great for anybody who who's listening to this and is like oh well i want to make money being a content creator and everybody says affiliate marketing is the way to go yes that that's a good source of income potentially but you have to be genuine and authentic and make sure that you're promoting the right stuff i mean we heard uh, absolutely but i think it was valkyrie or something with some some skincare. So she had something where they were mm -hmm. promoting something and it turned out to be a bunch of uh, hubaki or something like that. And it's like, you got to make sure. And so I loved what you said about, you know, really checking that it's a positive community behind the product because you don't want to bring your yeah. wonderful community into something that's 
harmful or negative. So I thought that was a great point. You don't hear brought up a lot. You hear about like, oh, make sure it's a officially quality product or whatever. But you're talking about not the, the product, but the community behind that product. Are they good? Is that a healthy environment? And I thought that was a really great take. Yeah. And, and obviously, like I want I want a high quality product. Um, if I don't like it, then either it's not a, a high quality product or I just don't care for the, the product itself. Mm hmm. So I, I obviously want a high quality product, but if you don't have a high quality product and a high quality community behind it or high quality people working on the development, like Dev, the uh, the owner of Sizzle Popcorn, he's a high quality person, you know, like he he genuinely cares about what he's doing and he gen genuinely loves it and wants to provide the best quality. So that's why I'm, I'm happy to, to shill for them because I know that it's, it's going to be positive no matter where where you go around the brand. So I'm happy to share my very positive community or share that with my very positive community. Yeah, you, you feel comfortable. You don't feel like you, your community is going to be hurt and you're going to be responsible for somebody being put in a position that you wouldn't have been comfortable with. Exactly, exactly. On that note, you know, lifting others is obviously very important to you. Like Capper, for example, Copper Cabell. I think copper. I think is mm -hmm. how you say that. Uh, yeah, I know, I've heard copper you cable. Yeah, cable. There we go. Ah. <laughs> when I don't see the <laughs> name, it's like, oh, memory. Come on. <laughs> but uh, yeah, <laughs> I know you li you lifted them up quite a bit, and other people in your community. I know you just very. It's not like you just hey anybody who comes in here. Hey, this person's awesome. It's it's very specific, and you tell it's a, a genuine shout out and uplift. And to me, that's really awesome. And I was curious, you know, it seems to be very important to you. And I assume that's part of why you've started the confectionery. Could you talk about that a little bit? Yeah. Um, so one of the things that as I was, I, as I've been growing in the content creation scene, I've, I've really noticed there's not a lot. Like, I mean, there are SMPs and there are gaming groups and this and that, but you see all of these big names. Like I'll just throw a big name out there that everybody knows of. But you, you know, you see FaZe Clan, you know, like you see these big groups of major content creators. But as I was growing through, like I had to make my own friends and I didn't really see outside of SMPs and these very small, like niche groups. I didn't really see a group that was meant to help the smaller you know, content creators, whether or not they want to make this a full-time gig or if they're just doing this for fun and just want to make the best quality content they can, I haven't really seen those communities, you know, grow or even exist. And so that was my major thing. I, I really like the idea and I don't remember who said this or where I heard this from, but to grow as a community, you need to combine the mistakes so that you all learn from the mistakes of one. Um, so basically, like if I make a mistake when doing anything on content creation, like say I don't understand how to do tag mistake, well, I can now bring that, hey, guys, this is what I was doing, and this is what I'm doing now that's actually working. So now I have however many people that actually follow that, that guide rather than making the same mistake and being at the same level I am, now they're able to go grow past that and grow faster than had they just made all the same mistakes on their own. Um, so that, that's kind of my, my thought process. We're, we're meant to be a, a positive community um, that is, is meant to support each other, not in the way of follow for follow, but genuinely like interact with each other. 
um, genuinely like play games with each other. We've we've done a lot of different things where where we've we've just kind of played games together or there's a couple people that stream together now that that are on the team and uh, they've they've actually the community has actually started a D&D campaign now um, which is super exciting uh, to see that everybody was super excited about it. We have I think nine um, participants in this D&D campaign which is just incredible. Oh, that's awesome. Um, so yeah, it it it's all about that community and just um, being able to have something to fall back on, so that you have a lot of different experiences. Being able to kind of give advice, and that's what I, I tell people: this is not this is not meant to grow numbers. This is meant to grow yourself as a creator, as a person, um, and to to learn how to improve yourself, your skill, and your content. A rising tide raises all boats. Exactly. So being a bucket of crabs, I, I think it was on the Void Frogs. I first, <clears throat> pardon me, first heard it is like if if you have a bunch of crabs in a bucket and one starts climbing out, the other crabs will actually pull that crab back down. And it's like what? Like come on now, like don't you want him to help you pull <laughs> back out? Like you all climb out? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you you do see that That's... with like a lot of com- bigger communities, but yeah, I think it's great that you know you're trying to do this at the at the smaller scale. I hate to say smaller scale, but the the undiscovered i think would be a better term the, or the underground scene you know where yeah you, you don't have that infrastructure of millions of fans and managers and all that fancy stuff it's like uh if i don't know what i'm doing i'm hitting google well now i have this community i can turn to and be like hey guys what do i do i'm lost and somebody's like hey i've done that i got you yeah and i i think our largest creator has over or around 5k followers on twitch so i we're not large by any means but yeah undiscovered is a great way to put it because each one of the people in the team have brought their own you know value to the community um and each person uh has a a very specific skill within the content creation that really nobody else has so being able to combine and have all of these different skill sets really creates a really interesting community because everybody has a little bit different of idea on how to do certain things and being able to kind of mix mash these different ideas and really be able to create your own uh, based off of what works and what people have seen that doesn't work uh, is is a really cool idea in my eyes. Absolutely. Always great when you have a, a variety of specialists who can kind of overlap and really cool. Like, you know, you're not just, trying to all grow your own content but you're also coming together to to have a good time with like that D campaign you know that that's really cool because a lot of times you'll see communities where it it's clearly the focus is on the content and that's kind mm-hmm. of where the relationship ends and to me it kind of hinders that relationship if you're not willing to actually become to some level at least you know friendly with each other and it's strictly business it's like eh. yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> You do uh, survival play, I know, in your personal world with the, the community server that you've got going on, which, by the way, if anybody's listening to this and is interested, just 25 hours hanging out in some streams with Brownie, uh, you go usually four to six hours, right, every morning? 8 a.m. Yeah, Eastern, usually four to six hours, yeah, 8 a.m. Eastern, so I end either... Sorry, you cut out there. ...between noon and 2 o'clock. Uh, for instance, today we ended about 1.30. Oh, uh, noon to... Uh, Noon to 2 is when the ending time usually is. Okay. Um, so start at 8 a.m. Eastern, go till about noon to 2, 
uh, like today we ended about one thirty. Yeah, so it's it's super easy to you know to get those hours. Sometimes you get that person who's like, oh, that's that's ridiculous. Believe me, I've seen a lot of <laughs> your requirements, and you're not having to sign up, you know, as a, a Twitch tier three sub or anything of that nature. It's just to give you that chance to get to know the community and for the community to get to know you. But uh, absolutely. I'm curious as to why survival, why vanilla? You know, there's a lot of different ways to play the game, and I assume that you have some sort of preferential in that department. So, as with everything, um, there are definitely mods and mod packs that I have given, you know, a, attempts at. Um, mm -hmm. One of my favorite mods of all time is actually uh, Mine Colonies. I, I love that mod. Okay. Um, I think it's, it's phenomenal. Um, but I have always enjoyed the simplicity of just loading up a world with nothing added to it maybe client side mods to make the game run better but yeah. um just just the simplicity of loading up a world loading up the game without anything added without having to worry about anything updating or anything like that and just playing um that's how i started um and that's what i always end up coming back to um I think the other thing is that with some mods and some mod packs, there is just so much in there that I get a little overwhelmed and that honestly kind of destroys my creativity um, because I get to the point where it's like, oh man, I can do so much. And then it's like, I don't know what to do. And I'm like, well, uh, you know, there's, there's just too much to do. I, I don't know where to start. Whereas with vanilla, it's it's very simple, very simplistic, and there's always there's always something that I can jump to on the simple end of stuff. I don't have to necessarily go and go down this long tech tree of development. I can just well, I need a bunch of trees, so I'm just gonna go cut down a forest. Or, you know, it it it's very simple, basically. It kind of gives you a roadmap. Oh, I need this, so I'm going to make this farm, or I'll make a building that's, for the lore purposes, based around it. It gives you that that uh, foundation, that roadmap. Absolutely. I understand. I have that same issue. Like, uh, my brother, he's he's big into creative. He's very much a builder. You know, he'll, he'll dabble in a little redstone, so he loves creative. But me, it's like, I'll have this, this big idea. I'm going to do this huge thing. And then after about 20 minutes of just like placing blocks, I'm like, okay, I'm bored. <laughs> I need yeah. that, that, that break that, oh, I'm going to go grind some resources. Okay, now I'm going to go work on a farm. Now I'll touch a little building. Otherwise, it's just like, nope, <laughs> I can't do it. Absolutely. But and that's, that's kind of why in my single player world, I tend to have like 40 different projects going at the same time. Because me hopping around and doing these different things kind of lead to more creativity in my eyes. Uh, yeah. Because I might be doing something and then it hits me. What I'm doing here actually directly affects this type of building over here that I kind of got stuck on. And so now I have a new idea on how to attack this building based off of me doing this completely separate project. But just placing these two blocks here actually gave me an idea. So that, that that's kind of what I do. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, it helps inspire that creativity, which helps fuel you and keeps you going and keeps that content chugging along. So, uh, obviously, you started uh, playing Minecraft just before you started your YouTube channel, and a lot of people will niche down 
but you actually do a variety. If if Minecraft isn't your only somebody's only interest, you know, they can watch you play other games as well. That's not the only thing you do. And you do it all on the same channel. That's an interesting choice for a creator. I think um where where I'm coming from that is is more along the lines of well, I'm going to be playing this anyways and I already have three additional channels, you know, (laughs) and rather than making an additional gaming channel that is just going to be this content that I'm just going to be putting up anyways, I I don't see, I I don't see a benefit, especially since YouTube, like, yeah, YouTube would be awesome to blow up, but I don't see a lot of, I don't, I don't see a lot of growth opportunities with the way that I do YouTube because it's more of a, enjoyment factor for me really putting up these videos and just make showing these progress updates um and so i i don't feel as bad about destroying my my watch time on that whereas (laughs) twitch is a little different i i do see you know growth potential with how i i enjoy twitch um so i I think it's just a little bit different ideas going on there yeah it kind of comes under the 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 business perspective of why you're doing what on the platform that you're doing it on. Yeah. I think that's really important to keep in mind that a lot of, a lot of people get into content creation. It's like, you got to stop and take a moment to decide why are you doing this and be honest with yourself. If, if you want to make money, there's nothing wrong with that, but it definitely affects the way you should go about things, whether you're on YouTube, on Twitch, on Facebook, whatever the platform you choose to do things. And it's just a matter of being honest and really taking the time to figure that out beforehand so you're not going, oh, shoot, I need a backpedal because, you know, I, I wasn't honest and now I have to change things around. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's really cool. So YouTube is more of like a, a fun place to hang out and throw up some content. If it blows up, great, but that's not the, the, the final goal necessarily. Yeah, I don't, at least right now, I don't think so. And I think it has a lot to do with, I am still like heavily deciding how I want my YouTube video style to be. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think that has a lot to do into it and, and play into it. Cause I've been like all over the place. I've done like some more upbeat styles. I've done more laid back, some more lore based videos. I, I've done just random games that I've played. I, I've done a lot of different things and, I don't necessarily know which one I like the most, you know, I've, I've, I've had fun doing all of it and learning these different styles. So I think that's, that's why I'm not really, uh, associating YouTube with a ton of growth because I'm constantly changing right now. And there, there may be something that I hit and it just hits me. This is what I want to do. And then I just run with that. But as of right now, I haven't found that necessarily yet. I love that. You're, you're willing to take the time to experiment to find out what you truly love instead of just going, oh, well, this is what's working for the big dogs or, you know, this is what my favorite creator is doing. You're really seeing what do you enjoy and really giving everything a shot. I think that's so important. Too often we just allow ourselves to get pigeonholed into something and go, well, this is working. I'm just going to stick with it, even though I don't really enjoy it that much. Yeah, absolutely. It's important to enjoy because what a lot of people don't realize is you spend a lot of time doing whatever it is you do off of off of the screen off of the camera um like like for instance like i've put in in just the month of february 
I put in like almost 77 hours on stream alone in just 15 days. Um, and that's not counting the hours that I've worked behind the scenes. That's not counting the, the insane amount of emails that I've, I've done or messages to my admin team about different things that are going on or, or uh, working with some of the confectionery. And, and so it, it's an insane amount of time. And if you're not enjoying it, the amount of time you have to put into any type of content creation especially if you want to make money off of it is just an insane amount. And if you don't enjoy it, it's going to be a, a very long road basically. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, but talking about content and enjoyment, I saw recently <clears throat> you were talking about B double O and his recent, uh, premiere for the, the building with B dubs again. And yes. missing that style of content. And you're not the first person I've seen recently talking about that. Could you talk a little bit about, you know, the, the change in content and how content evolves and what what you like to see? I think that's the sources that we enjoy the most really speak to to what we'd like to do eventually or kind of the direction we aim for. And sometimes it's it's different. Sometimes we enjoy something that's very different from what we want to do. And that's also really interesting but yeah b-dubs is he's amazing i recently managed to, to absolutely watch that and great stuff uh so one of the things that i love about b-dubs is he's got this really bubbly very upbeat very excited personality mm -hmm. and he's always excited about what his plans are what he's doing at that moment in time so you get really invested into the videos that he's making because you can feel his passion and you become passionate about what he's doing so you get excited about what he's going to do next because he's excited about what he's going to do next. Um, but what I really love about him is how he describes why he's doing different things, what he's doing, why he's doing it, you know, all, all of this stuff. He goes into pretty significant detail for a lot of different things. And it provides a lot of insight into the creative process for somebody like him that I, I, if he's not a million subscribers, he's pretty darn close. Yeah. Um, so like somebody is as large of a channel as he is, it, it's really interesting to see what he does and, and how he's grown over the years based off of him just describing, Oh, I'm going to place this block here and use this block as a, uh, as, as a distraction and, and to draw the eye towards this. And, and it, it it's really interesting to see that. Um, but I, I love the more laid back let's play type of feel. Um, and I think that actually shows with some of my content too. Like uh, my, my stream can get a little rowdy at times as with any stream, mm -hmm. but we, we have developed a community that likes to come in and just relax. Um, so I know there's a lot of people that I see on a daily basis that don't ever talk in my chat because you know, they don't want to. They're just there to relax and, and have good vibes and chill and, and lurk and, and that type of stuff. So I, I, that's the content that I like to consume, which is why I'm, I've been a huge fan of Wells Night, Good Times with Scar, um, you know, a whole number like uh, Dallas Med 665, I think is the number. I, Dallas Med. <laughs> <laughs> um, so like the, a lot of these, a lot of the channels that I really like and, and, I think you're referring to a tweet I had made when B double O had actually 
published the premiere. Yeah. Um, I had mentioned, you know, the Wells night, um, because I had been binging his, I had been, been binging Scarland, you know, some really old series that I have a really strong place in my heart. Cause when I started content creation, that's what I was watching. That's what I was learning from. So it's, you know, it's a special place, but it's very relaxing and it, it, it helps take your mind off of what's going on outside of there, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And I think you do a really wonderful job of, of emulating that style, that laid back, positive, almost like that awesome teacher you had in school vibe. And that's really what I was hearing with like the BWO example. It's, you know, he's happy to explain what he's doing, but you don't feel like you're in a lecture. It's not boring. It's not dry. It's still very exciting and you're into it. And it's like, yeah, you're having a great time. So I'm having a great time. Let's go on this ride together. Absolutely. And, and plus I, I always hope that he gets overrun by mobs because <laughs> his reaction to mobs is just so good. Oh my gosh. It's so great. Yeah. <laughs> B double O is is very good for for those signature things that you just you know him for like the sleeping the pa- anytime you see somebody panic sleep you know like out there a B Dubs fan they that, they've seen some B Dubs <laughs> even if they have no somebody... idea who B Dubs is it's like nope you're you're pulling a B Dubs bro <laughs> they're carrying a clock up oh, there's there's B Dubs coming out yep. <laughs> <laughs> Um, any advice you have, my, my, the final question I have written down here is, uh, any advice for others who want to create content? I think you do a great example of being a positive and uplifting, uh, example of, of quality content creation. And so, you know, if somebody's going to try to learn how to make content and wants to do this, I think you, you are a great example to turn to, to watch. If somebody's like, well, yeah, well, you know, B-Dubs has a million people. He's been doing this for 10 years. Well, okay, fine. So be it. But <laughs> There's there's tons of examples out there of quality content and not so quality content. Oh yeah, absolutely. So I'm just curious, any thoughts or advice you might have for the listeners that you know would like to follow in your or other foot creators' footsteps? One, and I I know this is almost a cliche at this point, but just start. Um, just literally just start recording. Um, what I have found over the years is that. You will never be ready to start if you do not just start. Um, there's always going to be something that you need. Oh, I need a, I, I need a, this type of microphone because it's going to make my voice sound better. Uh, I, I need this. I need, you know, this mouse. I, I, I need this recording software. No, you don't. <laughs> I, I started. I started recording on a free version of a screen recorder on a Samsung Galaxy tablet. That was a couple years old at that point with a Astro gaming headset that was a year old at that point um, plugged into it with a Bluetooth controller that I think if I really tried, I could have probably ripped that thing apart. It was so janky and so weak plastic. It was just this cheap, like $10 thing I bought off Amazon. Um but you will never be ready, truly ready, to start unless you just start. Um, so, and and the other thing to realize is your content is not going to be good because you do not know how to make content yet. My content is still not very good. 
you know, like there's still things that I wish I could do better. And, and I'm constantly trying to find those things and improve those things. But when you start off and I, I'm more than happy to give you the link to my first video, um, because I think it shows exactly where I've came, uh, came from as a, uh, as a creator and it shows how much I've grown. And yet it also shows how much I still have left to grow. Um, but it, it, your content's not going to be good. So there's no point in waiting to get that better mic because you won't know how to use it. Yep. So might as well use that headset, learn how to use that, and then apply that headset microphone, the, the knowledge you got from that, into your nicer XLR or USB microphone that you're able to buy because you've gotten better. Absolutely, yeah. And yeah, definitely send me the link to that first video, and we'll link that, and we'll link your channel and Twitch and everything else down below in the show notes. So, you know, absolutely go down there and check out all this content. Absolutely agree. You you can buy all this this fancy, super sophisticated equipment, but not the best way to get better, like you were saying, is to just start. I know for a long time I had this dream of, oh, I'm gonna make content. I'm I'm gonna be a YouTuber. I'll I'll start a podcast. But uh, Rebel JC he uh, did the dig straight down. His first yes. episode, he was in his car. You could hear the rain. <laughs> I mean, it was the quality from a technical standpoint was just so poor. But I was like, okay, if the, if this guy is gonna start like this, like I know I have the ability to start with a little higher quality. What is my excuse? And that was really my kick in the pants to to just start. And sure enough, yeah, my first episode rough. <laughs> and so, oh yeah, today, like I mean, sitting down to do this, I had some technical issues. With where Brandon could hear me, but I couldn't hear anything. And it's like, what is going on? And you just got to get going. And there's going to be bumps in the road and just learn and keep moving on from it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and to give you an idea, I started on that headset microphone. I am currently on my fourth microphone purchase. So this is the best microphone I've ever had. But I, I've gone through just slowly slightly upgrading as i learned how to use the equipment um and so i'm actually looking at a another microphone upgrade um which is less about the quality of the microphone and more about what i i want to be able to do with it mm -hmm. um so it's it's more of a um ability to do other things with a, a specific microphones rather than the actual quality upgrade Oh, yeah. And, I mean, research only can take you so far. I know when I went to, to get my first microphone, because I, I started off using my brother's Blue Yeti. And I was like, okay, well, you know, it's nice, but it's it's time for me to get my own thing if I'm going to do this on any level of consistency. And I'm reading condenser and dynamic, and there's all these numbers. And I'm going, huh? Like, I got three tabs open, one for the mic, one for the words in the description, and one to give me an explanation of the explanation. It's like, just just pick something, whatever you got laying around the house, or just go to Walmart, get something cheap. And as you go, you'll learn, oh, this is what that means. Oh, this is how that is correlated and affected. But don't, don't waste your time trying to get the perfect setup if you don't know how to use it. it it's not worth it. You'll know what you need as you go. Absolutely. Um, that's about all the questions I have written down. So I guess for a, a, a wrap up, thank you, Brownie, again for for coming on and doing this and sharing your wisdom and your advice. Um, anything you'd like to tell the people? Anything you want to point them to? The confectionery, your 
your content, anything you just want to share with the world? Well, uh, I, you, you covered it earlier. We're, we're about two and a half months into our viewer server on my, uh, or for my Twitch channel. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just requires for you to be in, in my discord, which is where you can find all the rules and for you to have 25 hours of watch time on the channel. Um, and all the links, uh, you said would be provided in the show notes. So yep. that definitely come check out, see the community, see if that's something that's going to fit. We have a lot of really awesome people in the community. Um, and so we're always happy to uh, welcome new new friends in. But yeah, the, the confectionery and my channel, you can actually find all of our links at uh, bio.link slash brownie bits. And then for the confectionery, it would be bio.link slash confectionery, which again will be down below. So also uh, Sizzle is a fantastic brand and you can use code brownie bits at checkout you know i just gotta throw my shell in there for a second absolutely no of course that's what it's all about and for those of you who aren't aware sizzle is a flavored popcorn i highly recommend you check it out if you are a popcorn connoisseur you will not be disappointed but yeah absolutely thank you so much brownie this has been great i really enjoyed this and thank you for taking the time oh i'm happy to do it i love the uh i love the show um wish i could watch it or listen to it more but I I definitely feel honored to be a guest on here. Wow, that was a fantastic conversation, wasn't it, guys? So many great, great, sweet little treats there in there for everybody. You know, great stuff on creating content yourself, on little nuggets on, you know, building and the process there. I I really enjoyed that, and I'm a huge fan of Ronnie. You know, one of the, the first time I ever popped into his stream... He gave me such a, a warm, warm welcome and a shout out to the podcast. You know, he's a great person. I, I really love. It's not often I get to catch his 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 streams because, you know, he he's streaming early in the morning, uh, same time in this country. But I, I work night shift, so you know, I'm I'm crashing. I'm going to bed. But anytime I have to stay up late, you know, I gotta go run some errands. It's always awesome to be able to catch those streams. I love watching his videos. He he really does have a great style of just friendly laid back there's some lore in there there's always some building he he dabbles in some of the technical stuff it's just such an all-around variety of just quality content i really hope you guys go check that out be sure to check out the confectionery as well you know that's like their the stream team group thing you know that they've got going on You'll be able to find a variety of sources of content. Like Brownie said, there's the D&D campaign that they've got going on that's being started up. Copper Cabell, uh, we mentioned, also big time D&D player. So if that's something that you're into, I know I personally, I love D&D. So great sources of content there. Like I said, all the links will be down in the description. We'll have one of those link trees for you guys so that way you can just click that and find everything from there. And I'll break down some of the other links for Brownie specifically so that way for those of you like on mobile or whatever, If that's easier for you, you can do that as well. Again, I've been High Hopes. This has been The Beacon, and I hope you guys have enjoyed. Thank you, and have a great one.